right, welcome back to the Brian Wong podcast. This is episode two. I'm your host, Brian, and I have with me my close friend, Jeff. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say my name. <laughs> <laughs> say your name. <laughs> say your name, Alright. Uh I'm here with Brian. Yeah, so so Jeff is a investment banker and he went to USC business admin. You know your classic <laughs> Korean player. <laughs> nah. Only dates uh Korean models. Um, yeah, that's gonna change. <laughs> why don't we why don't we just start off and, and, and talk about how we first met? Yeah, uh, I think we go way back. So we've known each other for eight years. Um, I think we met first time in a math class in our sophomore. <laughs> when my voice is cracked. I'm nervous. <laughs> we cut that shit. Try it again. Yeah, okay, we'll just, we'll just, we'll, we'll cut this part. Mm-hmm. So we, we first met at, in sophomore year in uh, Mach 5, right? Right. Which there's, uh, <clears throat> the teacher was, I mean, I guess we could say Mr. Bros. Mr. Bros. He was very chill. I think in our year, he had his son also in our in, Yeah, in, in our class. and he was like one of the most well-respected teachers in the... In the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do this shit. I'm not gonna talk. Okay, okay, it's okay, so okay. Awkward, bro. Can we re- <laughs> okay, restart? Then we'll cut it, we'll cut it. All right, all right. So, so how, how I got to know Jeff. So it's actually a really funny story. Um, we have these daily quizzes in, in, in Mach 5, and yep. Jeff is sitting right in front of me. And after these quizzes, we usually swap with someone next to us to uh, help grade the test or the quiz. And after I grade Jeff's quiz, I mentioned this girl's name just out of the blue, <laughs> thinking that he might know her. Or, and he literally <laughs> yeah, jumps yeah. out of his I got, seat. I got mad. I got real mad. <laughs> turns around him, and right? asks me how I know her. Yeah. Um, we're not we're not gonna say her name <laughs> just just for the privacy concerns yeah, just, for, but, just for other people in right, high school but it's eight, eight years ago so it's it's all cool yeah and then uh do you want to talk about mr miss miss wan's class oh yeah miss wan's class <laughs> where, where so that's that's our senior year uh it happened for the same reason um i think uh we gotta we gotta swap for that right a swap is basically like a saturday <laughs> school you know me and brian being the being the nice how, asian how did, students how did we get a swap I don't know. My you tell me one. about it. I, I forgot. I forgot. You tell <laughs> I, me about I, it. I know why. <laughs> I know me. why. You tell me. Okay. I forgot about it. It's three of us. It's me, you, and Josh. Mm-hmm. We're all like really close friends, but somehow we end up sitting literally right next to each other. And this is when, just when like Instagram came out. <laughs> so somehow I was, I don't know how it happened, but I was playing with your phone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, uh, I looked at like your Instagram feed and you know there's that same girl that <laughs> we first met and I liked her picture. Right. I got super mad. You got super time. mad. You turn around and just punch me in the shoulder. <laughs> and Miss Wan yeah. being the being the fob, fob <laughs> one of the fob teachers uh, in the school, she was like <laughs> <laughs> literally kicks us out, both of us out, and that was the first time we got swapped. But I mean, I, I didn't do shit. I yeah, just got punched. Right, but, uh, right. But you deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up getting a swap. Right, you deserve that. But yeah, that's how we got to know each other um, back in high school. And we kept in touch, right? Every few years or every yeah, yeah. every year. Um, and then uh, there's another thing that happened in that class, you know, kind what? of around. Uh, I don't think we need to go <laughs> that far, man. I, don't, I okay, think okay, okay. I, I think uh, if we if we keep going that far, I mean, she's going to find out soon. <laughs> 
mean, I mean, good times, right? Should we just say our name? <laughs> <laughs> there, there was one thing you did for me in, in high school. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so... You, you don't have to say your name. Okay. Yeah, um, we can... Well... You don't need. We don't even need to say her name, but um, she was one of the smartest students in the school. <laughs> she went to okay, I think a great gives, school, gives, gives right? Me. But like, I guess um, at the time before we were about to graduate, you know, everyone's kind of looking for uh, prom partners, and uh, being the Brian Wong himself in high school wasn't able to, you know, cop one. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a we had an English class with uh, Brian and that girl. We we're all in the same table. And I kind of like hit her up and I like talked to her on the phone and say, like, hey, what do you think about Brian? And then, oh, I can't say your name. But she was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I think he's a, he's a good guy. So I just kind of connected both of them. And then I guess they kind of clicked and they went to prom together. But I don't think you keep in touch with her, right? No, not, not really. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. I owe you like Jordans for doing that. Right, but you know, that, that never out. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Never happens. Not gonna happen any anytime. <laughs> okay, so that's kind of how how we met and we became good friends and yeah, like outside of school, we like played a lot of basketball together. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of things in common. Right. And uh, so now you we separated kind of in college. You went to USC. I went to UCI. Yeah. We took like completely different career paths too. Right. We both kind of got out of it and are mm-hmm. doing pretty well now. Yeah. I mean, obviously back in high school, we didn't know what we we're going to do. But I mean, I was a business major and you Dude, were a computer science major. One thing though. You got waitlisted? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you actually got a super high SAT score. Right. You want to say, you know, flex a little? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, this was back. I mean, I mean, the SAT scores changed, right? The grading system changed, but this was back when it was out of 2,400. Mm-hmm. And got a nice score. It was a solid score. Dude, just say it. Uh, 2,320. <laughs> Dude, Not this guy bad, got right? a 2,320. That's pretty Self-sodding much. Self-sodding, too. Self-sodding. <laughs> Remember highest, that. Highest. You really wanted to go to Cornell, right? Like, you, you really thought... You no, I think I wanted to go to Northwestern and Cornell. Northwestern? Yeah, really? Northwestern. Oh, I thought Cornell had... And more yeah, but I mean, looking back, I mean, hindsight 2020, but <laughs> USC is a great school. USC, yeah, yeah, actually, USC is a great. You. I mean, if yeah. you want to stay in LA, USC is a great school. I mean, obviously, a lot of people went and a lot of people, you know, kind of stay in LA, you know, across the board. So mm-hmm. it's a good school. So then, so then, yeah, we separated at college and, and now you're, you're doing your career and you're doing mm-hmm. pretty well for yourself. Doing all right. You know, we drive a, what, a four series? Because <laughs> <laughs> I drove Camry uh, since junior year and I kind of need a switch, a right? BMW. Yeah, it's a, it was a gift to myself, but... I mean, mean, okay, how did you... So I remember in the middle of college, you you almost... You were thinking about be- becoming a lawyer. Right, I wanted to be a corporate lawyer. Um, yeah, I mean, long story short, I wanted to be a corporate lawyer and mm-hmm. that was me just kind of being naive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took a writing class, which was kind of like a requirement for um like the underclassmen and found out that writing or anything related to law is not my not my thing so i kind of i was lost after sophomore year and i had a friend who was doing banking at the time and he kind of talked to me about his experience and you know what he liked about it you know and i thought why not give it a try so kind of just like email just a bunch of firms and a bunch of investment banking firms in downtown la or so anywhere that how you got your internship that you was just, my first internship first so how, unpaid did you, how did you actually 
Oh. First unpaid internship oh, that was in downtown the, LA. Not the one you took full time. No, no, okay, no. This okay. was this was a small boutique investment bank in downtown LA, and it was unpaid. It was unpaid, and I had to drive from Diamond Bar to downtown LA every mm-hmm. forty minutes. You know, that's like one way forty minutes, and it was unpaid. But I did it for experience because you kind of needed that kind of you know that background <clears throat> to kind of get over the hump, right? Um, mm-hmm. Once you start recruiting in junior year, so mm-hmm. that's what I did. I liked it, so I. Began recruiting, but I don't think I was that prepared, right? I, mean, I kind of got into late. I I kind of got late into the game because a lot of people, whether it's USC or all the target schools that you know they go to, people who want to do investment banking, they're kind of set on that, like starting freshman year. And I guess I was kind of late, so I wasn't prepared. So um, yeah, I kind of like studied by myself, like talked to a lot of different guys and people in my class, and I was fortunate enough to get a. Uh, internship offer and should I say the name? It's just up to uh, you. Let's just let's just not say it. Okay. okay. But I got a, <clears throat> I got an offer. I got a summer offer from this firm, uh, in LA. And when, which summer was this? This was I think 2017. 2017 summer. So after your third year. Yeah. Right. Okay, ju- okay. After my junior year, mm-hmm. and tried it out. You know, obviously there's. There was some good stuff and bad stuff, <laughs> but obviously uh, the good stuff I guess kind of offset it. So. I like the experience. I like the culture. So I yeah, yeah. tried it out, and now I'm here. You so know? now you're now you're full time. Full time, right? I'm a third year now here. Yeah. Graduating with over six figures. <clears throat> Graduating over six figures. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's an accomplishment. Right. Not too many people are able to do it. Right, right. Um, but <clears throat> I, I guess there's kind of downside to it because you don't have a lot of freedom. You don't you don't have much, I guess. Like the, you're talking about the work-life balance? Right, the work-life fun. balance is not that great, but <clears throat> <clears throat> obviously, I mean, everything comes with sacrifices, so. <laughs> so did you, did you end up doing a grad trip or? I did, I <laughs> did. So after graduating, I went to EDC. Oh, really? I did. I, d- I didn't, I must have forgot, but I didn't know you. Yeah, went. you didn't go with me, but I, I did with my, uh, <clears throat> my, with my roommates at USC. Went there. <laughs> roommates? Yeah. No, you I, lying? no, I really oh, did. Oh, I thought you went with your, your ex or something. Chill out, bro. <laughs> did you not? No. Oh, I really thought I you did. I broke up with her during senior year. Oh, okay, year. okay. I, oh, I, I was like... Nah, <laughs> <laughs> really, really? No, I, I broke... That was... Wait, I thought... I broke up with my For some reason, you don't ex. seem like a guy who would go to EDC with your boys. Like, <laughs> Are you tripping out now? <laughs> I love my boys. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But I did. I went with my roommates. I, you know, it was a good experience. So after that, kind of took a break for like two weeks and then went to Korea and it was a fun trip. Um, mm. I don't think I can ever drink that much in my life anymore, <laughs> but it was good, good experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's, let's get back to uh, investment banking. So all right, from a person like me who knows like absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. actually I kind of had an ex in it. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. We, we all know about her. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> you know, but I like, I don't really understand what they do. I like from what I think it's like Excel and PowerPoint. Right. Um, like, do you want to try and explain it? Because I think there's a lot of students listening who are who, who want to uh-huh. be investment banker, but they like. Did you know in college like what exactly it was? Like. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> uh-huh. talk to you know upperclassmen who's gone through it, who's gone through the summer analyst experience, but um, just kind of simply put, right? It's just kind of t- telling a story in financial terms, but I mean that's very high level, but. I'll just say from a student's perspective, what they're going to be doing as an analyst or summer analyst is that 
I mean, your main responsibility is to make marketing materials because I mean, there's different product and industry groups um, for each firm, and there's you know shitload of investment investment banks out there. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I'm an M&A, and we're a generalist, so we basically touch you know tech, consumer, and business services. And what we do is uh, we are basically doing a sell side. So when we get hired by a client, we're trying to sell their company to you know, a potential buyer, right, for a valuation that they're comfortable with. So during that whole process, you do marketing materials, you, you look at the mo- model, and when you're making marketing materials, I mean, you have to know the in and outs of the business, basically from, you know, sales, operations, tech stack, um, just anything in the pipeline, and you have to kind of coordinate with management, and you kind of tell a story, right, this is how great the company is, and, you know, and then we kind of market it to the potential buyers and then we have you know countless meetings and countless due diligence and from there you know if they're down for it they sign it they buy the company but i see so do you do all the market research and put it in like a condensed powerpoint for other people to see? right all right so there's like i guess there's a i mean there's you're gonna be being, you're gonna be making a lot of powerpoints but Hmm. I think the few ones that are very important are, you know, just like fireside chats and management presentation and fireside chats are oh, kind of like execs. Of different <coughs> right, right. It's, it's like kind of preliminary fireside chats are preliminary. And then once you're interested and they want to go kind of deeper into it, then you do management presentation, which is like a more bigger scale at a bigger scale and then in-depth kind of analysis of the company. And then you hold, you know, meetings with the management and kind of see the whole business. And so what's there, the most exciting part of your <clears> job? You would say. I think for me, the most exciting part of the job is going out with your coworkers. Nah, <laughs> well, that's fun because I have great relationships with my some of my coworkers. That's fun, but I think it's just being in client meetings, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you get to work on companies that you were kind of aware of and you use, right, when you're back in high school and college. But mm-hmm. right after graduation, you are in a meeting with them, and they're using the materials that I've I've created to pitch it to other potential mm-hmm. buyers and you know huge firms and huge companies that and I get to see how they think about the business and how investors think about the business and I think that's the most exciting part of the job and mm-hmm. you know I think having that mindset of an investor while you're investment making analyst kind of helps you to become pretty much ready for every kind of job out there yeah 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 software engineering too yeah i think so <laughs> i mean if i could go back in high school or college software you really still you really still stand I mean, by that yeah, because I, this is this is the way I see it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think software engineers or like engineers in general, they grind. They grind so much in college. I mean, I see some of them. I know you grind it a lot too. It's a lot of work, mm-hmm. right? A lot of hustle. But business majors, you just you know, you do like handshakes and you go to like different. Uh, I don't know, like info session, right? Just yeah, yeah. kind of broaden your network. But mm-hmm. I think that kind of flips, right? Because I think a lot of tech firms, like the one where you work at, has mm-hmm. Great work-life balance. You guys mm. work so what, from yeah, home what, what are your hours? What are your hours, actually? Um, I mean... Like, realistically. Realistically. Okay, everyone says, like, 80, yeah, 100 pe- hours. People but exaggerate. <laughs> oh, I worked 100 hours yeah, a week. Like, I, don't I worked 145 <laughs> hours a week. Yeah, that's all bullshit, okay, right? Because okay. you're not constantly working. You're not... Mm-hmm. If a person is constantly working for 100 hours, you can't do that. You can't pull that shit, right? But I think, on average, it's like, for our firm... What I like most part about my company is that we don't have we have chiller hours compared to other banks on the street, so I like that about you know experience when I was a summer. But on average, like seventy to eighty, I think that would be the average, right? But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're not working constantly for seventy to eighty hours. You know, you're taking a break, you wait for comments. So 
mm-hmm. you, you know, take a walk with your colleagues to the mall. So including all that, 70 to 80. But when it gets busy, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people. I guess different. It's, it's different because yeah, <clears> in tech, if you if you wanted to work 80 hours, you'd be the only one in the office. So you don't. Hey, like trust me, I don't want to work 80 hours. But you, okay? have, like, <laughs> but you have your colleagues there, right? So right, it's kind of right. like. Right, so I think just having that good Mm -hmm. relationship with your colleagues is important because, Mm -hmm. man, I see them more than my parents, my Mm -hmm. my friends, my girlfriends when I had ones, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, and I have a great relationship with some of them. So I I think that definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. What is like, for someone in college, they want to be investment banker. What is like one tip, one little secret that you don't think too many people are aware of that they should know if they want to do this? I don't know if there's a special recipe that people aren't aware mm-hmm. of, but I think what's really core and a lot of people know about it, but they don't really put it into an action is like a, I think like having the good attitude is really important because like mm. when you, once you network and you're going to be, you know, facing a lot of rejections, whether it's an internship or full time, because mm-hmm. I mean, you, you get all the way to the finish line, but you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Right. But you got you got to have the mentality, kind of have a strong mentality and good attitude and like, yo, I can do this, I can pull this. And mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. Eventually you'll get there. I mean, do you ever meet people who are, you know, your classic, like really businessy stereotype who kind of act like, o- outside, act like, <laughs> outside banking? <laughs> yeah, like act like, just act like really stuck. Okay. I mean, coming from the tech side, mm-hmm. I mean, that's there's your a that's your stereotype. <laughs> there's right? a stereotype that people are very like broy. Uh, I guess like the finance like, bros, right? And, like, do you ever meet people who are just too much? Like, <sighs> you start throwing the football I mean, outside, and I mean, luckily <laughs> not in our office, but okay, okay. I, I, there are a lot of finance bros out there. I think, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen one, and yeah, I think that's back in. I don't, we all have that misconception that us all finance bros, they do coke, they do everything like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hookers, like right? I think Wall that's Street. like yeah, right. That's like eighties <laughs> and nineties Wall Street, right? And then see, from now uh, here, we're just it's basically monkeys doing PowerPoint Excel, man. It's like not <laughs> much. Yeah, it's not much. Okay. Not much. What's the what's a a really big misconception about investment banking? Like, oh, you thought it was this, but actually, it's it's it's, mm, it's not. Or... Misconception. That's a good question. I would say, like. It's not as sexy as you think, but mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. definitely the experience that you can kind of take pride in because once, you know, said and done and all, you look back, you know, you, you eventually you were, um, you played a very, you know, huge role in helping a client sell their company. So it's, it's rewarding at the end, but I, I think people have the misconception that, yo, I can really pull these hours, but you have to kind of know about what you're getting into because at the end of the day, work is work and you got to kind of mm-hmm, be responsible mm-hmm. for it and then... You know, with that, there's going to be, you know, you can be you can be missing your friend's birthdays or you mm. can't go out on a date. But, I mean, that's all part of the job. And, like, I, I thought about that before getting into it. It's like, yo, I can pull this. But, like, as time goes by, if there's some certain things, certain important events in your life that you mm-hmm, miss, mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, man, let me start over with the <laughs> software engineering. I feel you. I mean, even, yeah. in, even in my career, it's not, it's not like your hours. Mm-hmm. But there are times in my office, it's like, am I am I wasting away my youth here? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think Definitely that applies to every it. job. It's not about investment uh-huh. banking, but like people have different standards, right? Mm-hmm. Whether and I'm not not taking any you know any shot at anyone, but if you're flipping burgers at McDonald's, mm-hmm. that's hard for you. That's your standard. And if you're doing investment banking or software engineering, that's hard for you because everyone has different standards, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hard for everyone. And then the job itself just kind of 
getting up in the morning, brushing your teeth and going to work. I think that's the hardest part to, I'm not really used to it. Like even, even really, now. really like every morning. Every no, I hate, I'm not especially when it. it's, when it's really nice outside. Right. So I walk to work and uh-huh. there, are t- there are a lot of times where, you know, it's a nice day yeah. and you have to go inside the office and you look outside the window. It's really All bright. Right, good <laughs> <for> you, <man. laughs> I'm like, good for fuck, you. <laughs> at least I don't have to work 80 hours. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I don't know, maybe, I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I don't really go to classes in college, right? Uh-huh, I just, uh-huh. I just set off my alarm and I had a competition mm-hmm. with my roommate who can turn it off the morning. <laughs> I missed that. And then yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. you kind of need to get in, you need to get into a habit of working hard because mm-hmm, it's definitely a huge transition, like mm-hmm. regardless of what you want to do in life post grad, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's most yeah. of the... <laughs> Most of the, you know, career side. Okay. Now we can, we can try and transition. about Hinge now? <laughs> <laughs> you want to get into it? I don't, I, no. All any, right. Anything in general. Anything in general. Yeah, my boy Jeff is single and he's, he's looking to. S- <laughs> <laughs> hey, aren't you single too? Huh? No, no, Practically no, we, we can't, we can't talk about our, <laughs> talk about my relationship. All right, you're taking a shot at me, but I can take a shot at you, bro. All right. Okay. Yeah, I am single ass. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, with this job, it's kind of hard to get into a relationship because you just don't have time for a lot of people, right? <clears throat> and mm-hmm. some girls are, like, needy as fuck, That's right? true, that's true. Like, you need to be with them, like, 24-7. You have to be emotionally with them, mm-hmm. but, like... But you're yo, young. I'm not even with it myself. Like, <laughs> how, how do you expect me to be here for you, right? But, but you're young, you know, very, very tall, good-looking... Nice job. That. Right, right. You probably have a lot of options. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a lot of options, I wouldn't be sitting over here with Brian Wong doing this. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think, I think like, boys start mm-hmm. after their job. I mean, uh, boys, boys' lives start after they start working. But I think, like, men, like, their actual lives start when they're 30. So I think. Really? Yeah, I, Explain I think that. so. I mean, if you're, not gonna, that. if you're not going to get married when you're like 28 or 29, because I don't plan mm-hmm. on getting married until like I'm 36. I'm, plan <laughs> oh, I'm, shit, okay. I'm planning to marry like a 26-year-old girl when I'm 36. Okay. But okay. I think it's just, yeah, I think that's when you actually peak, right? Really? The 30? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because you have a lot of money saved up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're obviously going to buy a property or a house, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be building connections, right? That mm-hmm, takes, mm-hmm. it doesn't take in like a So you think like, by the time you're 36, time. you'll have like a lot of, you yeah. know, wealth. I mean, and I'm set now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I think, I think, I think realistically, when uh-huh. you're 30 or 29, even I think that's when you actually kind of peak, or that's not what really? I want to do. Kind of like peak at a professional level and also at a personal level. I need to reset the camera. Right. Just chatted about um, being a man. Being a man. So, mm-hmm. yeah, given that, I don't. I think we did it right, as in like we 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 spent our time in college and like our mm-hmm. early 20s making sure we have a secure job. Yep. And after that, like, we have a solid foundation. Right. So, mm-hmm. to just make sure that my son doesn't do investment banking. <laughs> All jokes aside, I think. You don't want your son to do investment banking. I mean, really? I think it's a great job, right? It's a competitive, high-pressure job. But there's a lot of different jobs out there. I'm not going to pigeonhole my son into doing something that I did. Let me adjust your mic. Yeah, so I'm not going to pigeonhole my son into doing what I did. And I kind of want to, you know, have him the experience of whatever it is that he wants to do. 
Wait, so expand on that. Like, you you want him to be an engineer, like, or just okay? What if he wants to I'm be not, a? I'm not, what if he wants to be a I'm rapper? Not, you know, like a uh, dumbfounded or something. A rapper? Yeah. Uh, he's gotta prove his talent to me, but uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna be a typical Asian parent where you have to be a doctor. Or yeah, lawyer, I, I right? think so too. Yeah, but I think, so too. Yeah. I, mean, I think there's like boundaries, right? I mean, you can't be a rapper. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, I big. agree. I think yeah. yeah, it's important that. You know, when we when I have a son or mm-hmm. daughter, like they figure out what they really want to do and yeah. what, what they like. For sure. Um, but yeah, what are we talking about? I, <laughs> um, so. Oh, yeah, we're talking about. about so you're single. What should we talk about? Mm. You want to talk about your ex? Nah, fuck that. Shit. <laughs> your ex. <laughs> Date well, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's let's. Wait, we can talk about it. I mean, she's not gonna see it, but nah, I don't want to get into that shit. You just don't want to use her name. Yeah, that's too personal, bro. Okay, okay. I don't want to do it. But you want to talk about dating? Yeah, dating. Dating. Yeah. Okay, dating so well, what's 20s. it like dating in quarantine? Because I, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Oh, you're not. So you're single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it because. You, you're saying you're not, not doing it currently, I mean, or I'm you not, won't do it, I'm or you want to stop doing it. <laughs> I haven't been doing it. Obviously, I've been doing this stuff. I, I, yeah, for, for me, just like ever since COVID started, it's harder because. So you had a you had a breakup, and mm-hmm. then you. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It's it actually w- I I talked to you like a, a week after it happened. Right. right. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the best experience. I mean, mm-hmm. appreciate what I done with my ex-girlfriend i mean she was there for me and everything but i mean you know every breakup has an end it wasn't good but it is mm-hmm. what it is and you know mm-hmm. single app now so so what are you what are you doing now uh i just kind of want to invest in myself because <laughs> you kinda, what are you laughing bro what are you laughing for i'm gonna spend my own money for myself okay, okay, okay. buying buying myself some nice clothes nice uh, really but yeah, I mean, is there anything else to talk about? Okay, so, topics? I mean, you don't want to talk about dating? <laughs> you don't uh, want to talk yeah, about I'm, not, I'm not really good at dating, but... Okay, <clears throat> okay, fine. Okay, we don't have yeah, to talk about... Let's talk, let's talk about what the... How the girls would change from their age, right? Because when you're in <laughs> high school, you know, you want to... Okay, let's yeah, talk let's, about let's, it. Let's skip the high school, because I think we're too old for that. But, mm-hmm. you know, when a girl in... Let's say compare it, just girl in, when they're 21 versus mm-hmm. when they're 31, right? What are their needs and how do they I've change? never dated a 31-year-old. Well, me neither, but I'm just like, we have a general idea of how they're going to change and how they, you know, mm-hmm. how their needs evolve, right? What do you think about it? Like, what do you think the girls so, in our age look for in men? Like, you're talking about girls like 24, 25? Right, right, 24, 25, our age. Okay. So, I think, like, early college and... Yeah, early around college age, age eighteen to like twenty one, they're into, they're into the the cool guy, the right. athletic guy, right. the popular guy, and then when they get a little bit older, I think they've like had their time with that type of guy, right. and they start realizing like he's not very. I think the thing serious. is, girls who weren't who are very into you know the fuck boys and like mm-hmm. who get around with girls and you know. It's like quote unquote the bad guys. Yeah. Once they realize, once they, they've experienced it, they get over that hump. They they change real quick, right? I think yeah, they yeah. change real quick. And yeah, they, yeah. They're looking for guys with stable jobs and you know, 
nice personality and like loyalty and shit and whatnot but yeah i think stable job loyalty mm. is very important and they're getting older and i think they want to settle down right. so they try to take their dating more seriously right that's that's why yeah. i say men in starting 29 30 are in their peak because i think mm-hmm. that oh maybe i don't know i don't know if the girls would like this because this is anti-feminist but <laughs> <laughs> but uh-huh. uh i think the 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 momentum changes to a, from a girl to a guy because mm-hmm. oh, i want to talk about so much fucked up shit here just do it man right. we'll just cut it out okay i think i'm leaving that in <laughs> <laughs> no Wait, but just here, just, just just tell. yeah uh-huh. this is what I, this is what i talk about with my colleagues but mm-hmm. yeah I mean, when you're a guy, whether you're cool or not, um, when, you're, when you're in college, you'll, ha- you'll find someone, right? Start dating them, um, regardless of how they are and how, how you are. And I think the, the needs for everyone changes, especially for girls who want, like, like we referenced, you know, st- stable jobs, good money. I mean, you have to be kind of good looking, right? And mm-hmm. um, with everything comes with a per- personality for sure. And when you're a guy, when you're 30, if you stay in shape, like, you know, you stay in shape, you do what you do, mm-hmm. you just try to stay on top of everything, whether that's professionally, personally, or physically, or mentally. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in good shape and you make good money and when you're, yeah, yeah, when you're good, I mean, you could be 30, 32 and still live like you're 25, 26, right? I mean, girls, is, girls are not yeah. going to recognize that. And if you, if you are young mentally or physically, mm-hmm. I mean, girls, girls will go for it. You can pick up yeah, girls like, in like honestly, 21, 22 I mean, honestly, or 29, 30. Yeah. You're like, I thought, I thought once you're 30, like you're just, you're just like, old. Nah, you're yeah. wasted, but that's not the case. Maybe like, it's, maybe it's us kind of rationalizing uh-huh. that we're, it's okay to age because we're at this like middle point. Uh-huh. But to be honest, I think that's, that's my perspective on it now that you can definitely, I mean, yeah, cause easier I, said than done, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta work out, you know, every day, stay in good shape, kind of stay within the trend and whatnot but mm-hmm. i think if you do it you know i think you can definitely pull a lot of bitches out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been talking to like friends of friends and they they a lot of girls have dated guys that are quite old yeah that's like, a problem man <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know there's there there are girls who are like 21 they've they've been with guys who are like 28 29 yeah like it's yeah. pretty so shocking. it's possible and i think mm-hmm. that's not rare at all it's yeah. not rare it it's happens, really not it happens to everyone i wonder why do they just want to like i think i think it's a daddy issue right <laughs> no i mean i know i know girls who have a good like okay I, maybe it's just one case but i know a girl who has I don't think she has daddy issues, but she's she's definitely dated like a guy much older than her. Mm. Like consistently, just, or just like a one-off thing. Just one off, just one off. I think it's maybe they have more experience, and they. I think if the girls have to, more experience with guys, they can uh-huh. definitely go for older guys, and also, mm-hmm. it's what they look for, right? If whether you're, I mean, there could be girls who's 28, 29 and still go for fuckboys, or mm-hmm. versus 21, 22, you know, they made a you know material progress in their professionally and then they want to kind of settle down we're well, not settle down but mm-hmm. look for that sort of stability in life and if the 29 30 year old can kind of address that then mm-hmm. you know, they go for it and you know experienced dicks get all the girls man. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be experienced in everything yeah, yeah yeah all right okay so the last question that i'll end with because mm-hmm. we're, we're coming close to like 40 minutes right and 
what is your because so you're you're you might start dating soon like you're mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. what is like your ideal first date i think it's just very simple I, i'll just go to a i'll just grab coffee and just talk for like an hour mm-hmm. and then i don't know eat and just i, I think conversation is key i just kind of want to get mm-hmm. to know that person a little bit more in detail because like there's a there's a difference between just kind of chatting with them on on like tinder or like mm-hmm. bumble mm-hmm. versus actually like talking to them face to face and talking about yeah. how they grew up i think knowing their background is really important too because like a lot of girls are going to be be faking it and you just <laughs> kind of need to get the feel of it but i think just yeah, genuine yeah. conversation through coffee and then if you guys click you, know, you guys can fuck <laughs> <laughs> i'm leaving that <laughs> all, right, all jokes aside but yeah um yeah i think having that conversation over a coffee or food anything mm-hmm. and just kind of getting to know each other and i, I don't like me personally i wouldn't date anyone just after the first date maybe yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. me same, being same. very conservative or an asian but i just i just don't think i can pull that because mm-hmm. like how much can you know yeah you a can't girl, right? fully know for mm-hmm. like four or five hours right so yeah so I mean, for me, it's you kind of took my answer, but oh, shut the fuck. No, up. really, I I prefer to do it coffee, but I I want to make it like super quick. I always tell them like I have something to do right after. Like I make it thirty minutes. Okay, obviously you haven't got out of the <laughs> mindset yet. But yeah, I just try to make it very quick because you don't know if they're like if they're like kind of right. weird in person or mm-hmm. like they don't look like their pictures. Yeah. Or, where you don't vibe with them. I mean, if they don't look like their picture, that's a big problem. Because you got to dip yeah, right, right after. You got to dip right after. <laughs> Sometimes in the first five minutes. Oh, that was <laughs> nice knowing you. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. Good to see you. And I'll go back. <laughs> I did that. I really? did that once. Oh, yeah. You, Tinder, I so I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm too nice to do that. Oh, shut some, up. Dude. You Sometimes in the first it. five to ten minutes, you're like, oh, like we're we're not gonna get like we don't vibe so like yeah you can you can kind of tell just try to make it really first quick. yeah real quick and then if, if you do vibe like you make it short then they'll hang on again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think after funny. like two or three days if you guys click you guys click yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. pretty fast mm-hmm. but yeah you know we're still looking for that <laughs> oh not you not maybe me but yeah, not yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. you know okay. all right but you know it's yeah. it's definitely a new experience you know i always i'm always on youtube and like listening to other people talk mm-hmm. some sort of a platform but never this had podcast? this yeah never yeah, had this, this experience to talk it's a little two. awkward because like there's the first gonna, five minutes are there's gonna be a lot of different like, things that we'll be talking offline yeah, yeah. but you know let's keep it pg or we yeah, we'll try keep to keep it pg keep but it PG. it's up to brian's discretion on how much he wants to edit it out but yeah, it's been a but yeah it's, it's been thanks good thanks for being the guest on it's episode two yeah, and for sure good we'll, luck with all your future episodes i don't know how it's gonna go but good luck bro <laughs> okay we'll, we'll sign out all right.